Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yo. Yo. Aubrey Edwards, Tony Schiavone, we bout to party. We bout to party. Unrestricted. Got the house now. We gon' turn it up. Welcome everyone to AEW Unrestricted, the official podcast of All Elite Wrestling. I am Aubrey here to talk to you about the pay-per-view. It is full gear week. Excited to be here with Mr. Tony Khan, my favorite tradition of pay-per-view week, sitting down with the boss man going over the card, and also welcoming my special guest, co-host Excalibur. Hello, friend. Hello, friend. I am super excited to talk about full gear week because not only do we have Rampage Live Friday night, 10 p.m. on TNT. We have Countdown to Full Gear, 11 p.m. immediately following Rampage, and then Full Gear Saturday, November 13th on Pay-Per-View, Bleacher Report, and Fight TV. And we have the man himself, the big boss, TK. It's great to be here with you guys. It's a tradition. Tony, Shivani, I normally would be in this seat, but I'm glad to be here with Excalibur and Aubrey. And we have a huge card to preview. It's one of the biggest pay-per-view cards of the year, and certainly uh, the AEW roster has grown and grown, and this is really the first time we've seen this version of the AEW roster. So to me, it is in many ways the biggest pay-per-view of 2021 coming up this Saturday. In a world championship match, years in the making, Kenny Omega defends the AEW World Championship title against the number one ranked Hangman Adam Page. CM Punk and Eddie Kingston square off in a highly emotional singles match. In the finals of the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament, Miro and the American Dragon Brian Danielson square off to be the top contender for the AEW World Championship title. A Falls Count Anywhere match, the Young Bucks and Adam Cole take on Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage. The AEW World Tag Team Championship is on the line as the Lucha Brothers defend their titles against FTR, Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler. Darby Allen takes on MJF for the first time in all elite wrestling. The AEW Women's World Championship is on the line as Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defends against the top-ranked Ty Conti, Cody Rhodes, and the Bastard Pack take on Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. And in a Minneapolis street fight, the inner circle take on the men of the year, Scorpio Sky and all-ego Ethan Page, along with American top teams, Dan Lambert, Andre Arlovsky, and Junior Dos Santos. All right, I want to talk about our main event to kick off this podcast overview. This is a match that is years and years in the making. We've got world champion Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page, former tag team partners, former tag team champions, we're, we're seeing a rematch from last year's World's Title Eliminator Tournament. Now in the main event of Full Gear, this match is insane, Tony. Yeah, a year ago, these were the top two contenders fighting for the right for a title shot. Of course, Kenny Omega won the Eliminator Tournament. It was a huge match a year ago at Full Gear 2020. They had been the tag team champions. And again, this match at Full Gear 2021, this match on Saturday night on pay-per-view, it's years in the making. And it's, I think, the most anticipated match in wrestling in many ways. It, it, for a long time, fans have been looking forward to Kenny versus Hangman for the world title. And things have come full circle at Full Gear. And I think it's going to be a great, great match. And the fans all over the world want to know what's the future of the world title in AEW. Is it going to be Kenny or Hangman? Well, I mean, you, th you think about last year at the World Title Eliminator Tournament, Kenny and Hangman had very different paths to the finals. Kenny had kind of an easy path. He, he you know, kind of chainsawed through the competition, whereas Hangman had to fight his way. This year, Kenny Omega is, is relied on the elite. He's relied on Don Callis. He's, he's been able to defend the title with kind of ease, whereas Hangman has kind of had to work his way back from scratch. And so this is really kind of a redemption story, a potential redemption story for Hangman Adam Page. In many ways, but we've also seen Kenny Omega, you know, out-wrestle 
many opponents, and he's he's gone in and had some of the best wrestling matches of the year. At times, he's resorted to chicanery and underhanded tactics. The way he won the title was very underhanded. But since then, it's been almost a year he's held it, and he's closing in on one year as champion now. That's right. And in that time, there have been some of the best matches I think we've seen in that year span. And uh, we've seen him, I think, run the gambit of opponents. And now it's finally the culmination. It's going to be really such a huge main event. And it's very fitting because we have such a stacked card. And, of course, with such a great loaded lineup, you have to have a great main event. And this is a great main event years in the making. I mean, to Kenny's credit, you don't become the longest reigning AEW world champion by accident. Absolutely not. And uh, in that time, again, you can question how Kenny won the title, but nobody can question uh, the great wrestling matches he's had and the way he's uh, really helped elevate the company and in the championship in his time as champion. And so I have to say that, you know, this is on a loaded lineup. This is a match that I think to many people uh, is the most anticipated, but there are so many really anticipated matches on this card. And for Kenny and Hangman, I think it's a very fitting main event on the first show where we're really showing off our new lineup at All Out. We introduced so much new talent. Of course, it was advertised, the debut of uh, CM Punk, and now CM Punk wrestling again in a huge match on this card against Eddie Kingston, who's one of the great breakout stars in AEW in our, our short time as a company. We've launched some great careers, and I think Eddie Kingston, I know for me personally, in the time since we started, uh, I'm just very proud of his development. I'm proud personally of his growth as a person and also as a professional wrestler. And uh, this is truly, yeah, I think, the biggest stage he's ever wrestled on. And for CM Punk and Eddie Kingston also to be on the show, it, it really speaks to, again, what a stacked lineup we have and how loaded full gear is going to be this Saturday on pay-per-view. So let's talk a little bit because you mentioned Eddie Kingston being a breakout star and being such a huge part of AEW. And I mean, he and Punk had an amazing face off on Rampage last week. There was there was a lot of heart. There was a lot of maybe some truth to it. There was I mean, they were basically going at each other's throats already. Absolutely true. Absolute truth. Absolute truth. You've been there. They've slept on your couches. You've seen it. It's it's yes. But then we see. Eddie Kingston come out with this article in the Players Tribune and we see how much Eddie Kingston has gone through and how much he's fought and how he's gotten to this point. And I don't think I've been this emotional for a match before it's even started before. Absolutely. There's, uh, you know, I it, to me it feels like two prize fighters and it's a, it's a real issue and I'm very excited for the match and I'm also uh, very excited to hear more from the men ahead of the match on Friday Night Rampage. Yes. And a, a, again, you know, hearing... More from Eddie Kingston after what he said in the Players' Tribune. And we've heard so much from CM Punk. He's had some of the biggest segments we've had in the history of the company Mm -hmm. since his arrival just a few months ago. And again, this is the first time the whole roster has been showing off. We did the biggest pay-per-view numbers we've ever done for our last show just a few months ago, All Out, which was the debut match of CM Punk. And it was where a lot of the new stars uh, arrived in AEW. But this pay-per-view, Full Gear, is the first time we've had this whole new roster wrestling on one card. And it's very fitting that CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston is on this show. I think it's going to be a great, great match. And again, talk about a highly anticipated match, a dream match. You know, a year ago, people maybe thought it was possible that we could come back and see a Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page match. I think it was a dream match. And again, for them to be fighting for the title, it's years in the making. But nobody expected a year ago that they would be seeing CM Punk no. versus Eddie Kingston in AEW. And uh, that's really what Full Gear is all about. It's a stack card, dream matches you knew you wanted to see and dream matches you never thought you might see. So this is a, a really interesting match where you have two guys that walked somewhat parallel paths you have cm punk who was in the spotlight but he really worked and he strived for that where you have eddie kingston who you know he had so many factors outside of wrestling that was drawing his attention and so maybe he couldn't commit himself fully to wrestling well i think there's a lot of factors in how somebody quote unquote makes it and and frankly uh no matter how you slice it or dice it like However your criteria is for making it, whatever you want to say, CM Punk absolutely made it as a pro wrestler from the ground up, built his career, and, uh, you know, 
hard work often pays off. And in the case of CM Punk, hard work paid off and it paid off over the course of many years and he became a star. And over the last 10 to 15 years, CM Punk's one of the greatest stars in pro wrestling. He was out for seven years and he's back and it's changed AEW. And right now in 2021, it's one of the big stories in pro wrestling. Eddie Kingston, hard work also paid off, but it took a lot longer and it really didn't pay off until about 2020. And so, again, parallel pads, two men who worked very hard with very different results. And now Eddie Kingston is experiencing great success himself. And here these two men are. And it's amazing where the road has led them. And again, this is a dream match. I don't think anybody really anticipated they'd be seeing on this pay-per-view. But it also goes to speak what a great year this has been for wrestling. And now the last pay-per-view of 2021, the first time we've shown off this new stacked AEW roster, the established stars uh, that we built our company with, Eddie Kingston, someone who came in along the way and built his career up. And of course, CM Punk, the most prized free agent out there in wrestling for so long. He's here in AEW and this is a dream match. I mean, you say six months ago, I couldn't even see this match happening two months ago. So it's kind of wild. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Constantly being surprised by working here. It's amazing. I mean, it's almost like uh, CM Punk stepped away from pro wrestling for seven years. Eddie Kingston walked into that vacuum mm-hmm. and he really capitalized on it. Now it's just kind of a battle of wills, battle of pride. Absolutely. Speaking of walking into an opening, we had a world title eliminator tournament happen. And around, I think it was the second round, we had Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley. And John Moxley, unfortunately, had to step out of the tournament. And Miro, the Redeemer, taking this as his opportunity to come in and defeat Orange well, Cassidy. Well, it was a logical, logical substitute. Absolutely. He was the highest ranked wrestler in the competition. And uh, he, at the time, he had just uh, lost the TNT Championship and his undefeated streak had just been snapped. So he absolutely was qualified for the Eliminator 100%. Tournament, but he wasn't really ready, it seemed, to come back to competition. He made that pretty clear when we put the field together. So all of a sudden, you know, it was an opening. And I'm very glad, again, as, as we've said, that John's taken the time to get yes. well. He had worked himself into a great position in this tournament, but he also made a very brave decision to take care of himself and also look out for his family and, and get himself well, which is in the in the end, it's great for everyone in the long term, especially John and his family, but all yes. of us too, as fans of Mox and, and everyone here in AEW. But uh, it, it did open up a spot in the tournament. And I think for Miro now, was this God's plan for Miro all along? Is this why things turned out the way they did with the TNT championship run Miro had. And now is this a a different path for him to something else? Uh, And, and I wonder, and I'm very excited for the match, but you know, you were just about to talk about, uh, I think his opponent. I mean, we have uh, been talking about this free agent crop and about the new roster. And we've spoken about CM Punk coming into AEW. And I think since our last pay-per-view, it's very, 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 very noteworthy, and it's kind of a dream come true for all of us here as wrestling nerds, the three of us sitting here, and also the kind of people that would, frankly, listen to Unrestricted. It's a dream come true that Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, has come to AEW, and having Brian Danielson in the Eliminator Tournament has been tremendous. The first two matches he's had uh, with Dustin Rhodes on Dynamite and with Eddie Kingston on Rampage, Two of the best matches we've had all year on television, and uh, it's amazing. He had this incredible match against Dustin Rhodes on Dynamite, and then just when you didn't think there was any way they could match that kind of intensity, uh, he came in and and something altogether different. I mean, Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston, one of the most unique displays of competitive spirit and just raw, hard-hitting wrestling you're ever going to see on Rampage. And you, you had a, a up-close seat calling the action, Excalibur. And now the tournament final, he finds himself with arguably the toughest challenge yet. And Brian Danielson's already really wrestled some of the top people in AEW. And, you know, it, it's possible he hasn't had a tougher test. And, and it's also possible, you know, he frankly faced the world champion, went to a draw, mm-hmm. a 30-minute draw with Kenny Omega, another one of the best matches we've had since we got here to AEW but Miro is something altogether different and it does feel like Miro is on mission right now and after 
the things he said, it does feel like uh, he, he might have a higher purpose here, Miro. And and with him coming back, you know, he said he feels like this was his big opening and maybe this was uh, the plan from God all along. So it, it's crazy how things have worked out. But to have Miro uh, against Brian Danielson again, what a great example of someone who came in last year and has been developing over the past year in AEW. And again, somebody who's come in this year and it's another match we never would have thought a year ago would be possible in AEW. And it's another dream match here at Full Gear with huge stakes because mm-hmm. the winner of Miro versus Brian Danielson will be the number one contender after the pay-per-view. And after this Saturday, after this weekend, we'll have a new number one contender. We'll have the winner of this match will be first in line to fight the world champion, whoever wins the title match between Kenny and Hangman. And whoever comes out of Kenny and Hangman, they'll have a very tough challenger ahead of them for sure with the winner of Miro versus Brian Danielson. It's it's a highly intriguing singles match because you have the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, who has not lost no. a singles match here in AEW. He has gone to a time limit draw with our AEW world champion. You have Miro, the Redeemer, who has only one singles loss, and it came after weeks and weeks and weeks of defending his TNT championship. And so he's coming into this match fresh. Danielson, maybe, I mean, I don't want to stack the deck, but maybe a little banged up. I mean, he's been wrestling a lot more regularly than Miro has in the last four to six weeks. And so Miro coming into this match relatively fresh. Danielson in a more regular schedule, a little more banged up. This is a toss-up, but I would say maybe a a 51-49 towards Miro. Well, absolutely. Miro's got the size advantage. Yeah, you know, you could say he's fresher, but he also went on a great run, as you've said, of TNT title defenses. And we also saw if there was one very small crack in Miro's armor, it was the neck injury. Uh, But he's had time to heal that injury, uh, whereas Danielson's been wrestling this crazy schedule. Even outside the tournament, wrestled an exhibition match on Rampage and a very tough competition against Anthony Bowens. And that was a great match. So it goes to show Brian Danielson really staying in top condition, but also has absolutely put himself uh, through a lot of punishment in recent weeks and really just in a couple months since he arrived in AEW. It's amazing how many great matches we've seen Brian Danielson in. But again, this is the toughest match he's been in. And, and for Miro, this might be the toughest match we've seen Miro in also. So I'm, I think, again, talk about a dream match we never would have thought would be possible at AEW Full Gear. And we've only talked about three matches, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page for the world title, CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston, and Miro versus Brian Danielson in the world title eliminator tournament final. And those three matches alone, to me, are well worth the price of this pay-per-view. But there's still six great matches on this card, and it's amazing how stacked it all is and i think there's a lot more to talk about i mean that that's the thing to remember the winner of miro versus brian danielson will face the winner of kenny omega and hangman adam page like that is the highest possible stakes aubrey yeah we've i mean as, as you touched on we've only touched on three matches we've barely scratched the surface of this pay-per-view full gear this weekend saturday you can catch it on pay-per-view you can catch it online at bleacher report and fight tv internationally We are back here with AEW Unrestricted Excalibur, Tony Khan, Aubrey Edwards. We are hours away from Full Gear live this Saturday night on Pay-Per-View, Fight TV, Bleacher Report, AMC Theaters in the U.S. You have no excuse not to watch it this weekend. And we have the Minneapolis Street Fight, the Inner Circle versus Scorpio Sky. Ethan Page and American top teams, Andre Arlovsky, Junior Dos Santos, and Dan Lambert. Oh, I love this. I love this so much. <laughs> it's going to be such a huge, huge card, and this is a huge, huge match. I'm really excited to see Dan Lambert in the ring. Yes. And I have to say, to get some former UFC heavyweight champions with Andre Arlovsky and Junior Dos Santos out there, uh, it's pretty amazing as it is but then getting dan lambert in the ring is the cherry on top scorpio sky and ethan page since they got with american top team they've been on a roll and they've really had the inner circles number like we've seen nobody have the inner circles number 
how many people in the history of AEW have ever pinned Chris Jericho twice? And Scorpio Sky has that distinction. Uh, so it's a huge, huge match. And uh, really, it's very personal on both sides. The inner circle got a big win back when Sammy Guevara successfully defended the TNT title against Ethan Page on Dynamite in Boston on such a great show, our return to Wednesday nights. And I think uh, this is another massive match, and I'm really excited about the Minneapolis Street Fight. But again, I'd be remiss if I didn't just stress uh, I'm excited about seeing the inner circle maybe getting their hands on Dan Lambert. Well, I mean, everybody wants to see Dan Lambert get his ass kicked. Yes. But <laughs> here's the thing. You have Junior Dos Santos and Andre Arlovsky, two of the most potent knockout artists in UFC heavyweight history. And in a Minneapolis street fight, completely unfettered. Does that kind of mitigate the disadvantage of having Dan Lambert on their team? Well, yes, absolutely. I mean, those guys could be unleashed in a wrestling setting. And we've seen so far the the American top team has been very effective. And Junior Dos Santos was extremely effective and did really well in his wrestling debut. Oh, he threw out a drop kick. Yeah. <laughs> he did great. And they and they won the match. And yeah. so Junior Dos Santos is undefeated in AEW right now. And, <laughs> and American top team is, is undefeated in team matches. So I really think uh, – this is a an amazing, amazing match, and I also think it's something nobody would have thought was possible to see all these great stars from the UFC coming into AEW. We've seen some of the biggest names in all of mixed martial arts in AEW recently. You never know who's going to get involved when American Top Team is on the card, and to have Junior Dos Santos and Andre Arlovsky wrestling for AEW on pay-per-view, it's, it's great. And Dan, I mean, to be honest, outside of... Uh, the shows, Dan and I are good friends, and I really like Dan a lot. And he's one of the biggest wrestling fans I've ever met, and I'm a big wrestling fan, so that's why we became super close. And it's, you know, Jacksonville was the home of AEW for a long time in the pandemic. And of course, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager, and Santana Ortiz, the inner circle, such a huge part of the pandemic era. The Daily Place shows, all the great matches they had, the, the, both of the stadium stampede matches and so many great matches in Daly's place and in Jacksonville through the pandemic. I got to know the UFC fighters and people in UFC a lot better through the pandemic. I, I became really good friends with Dana White because UFC built their Vistar. Yeah, they built yep. their bubble and their bubble was right, you know, next to ours. And, and Dana and I became good friends and I really like uh, their company. And I really uh, also became good friends through the pandemic with Dan Lambert. And I just think He's got a great mind for wrestling, and even though he's got a huge mouth yes. and he gets so much heat out there, he's also got a lot of respect from a lot of people in the locker room because he has such a great appreciation for the wrestling business. Like so many of the people who would listen to Unrestricted, Dan's a student of the wrestling business. If you don't know, he has one of the great collections of wrestling belts. And before I got to know him, before we became friends, I respected Dan because I'd seen Dan on television. He used to manage Bobby Lashley in Impact. Yep. He was tremendous. And he was tremendous in that role. And I think he's tremendous also, you know, managing Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. He's been great. They've been on a roll uh, really since they got together as a team. They've done very, very well and have a great record. And I think have, you know, reached new heights since they got together with Dan, you know, with the wins they have now over Jericho and the inner circle. Well, so, I mean, you mentioned how, you know, monumental it is for Chris Jericho to have been defeated multiple times by Scorpio Sky. This is a match that actually could pose an existential threat to the inner circle. Absolutely. Uh, it could. And also, uh, there's a lot to keep an eye on with the future of the TNT Championship. I mean, uh, Scorpio Sky last year at Revolution won the face of the Revolution ladder match. We know he's had his sights set on the TNT title. And also, Ethan Page had a great match with Sammy Guevara and could be in line for another rematch because Ethan Page has a great record. So, uh, there's a lot uh, to watch here because another win for American Top Team would make them 3-0 and against the Inner Circle and uh, really nobody's ever done anything like that against the inner circle but frankly when American Top Team's gotten together nobody's even really tested the full power of American Top Team we've never seen Arlovsky in the ring yet no. and Dos Santos when we saw him he was awesome very and, very awesome and you never know what Dan Lambert has up his sleeve so I, I'm really excited and since the beginning of AEW uh, the members of the inner circle have just been really critical just 
big parts of the company since the very first episode of Dynamite. And I think it's very fitting now that Sammy's the TNT champion. Yes. He's had some great matches already as the TNT champion. And uh, he's definitely one of the important future pillars, as MJF would say, of the company. And uh, Santana Ortiz, we talk about the pandemic era. I think the parking lot fight they had with the best friends is one of the best matches we've ever had in AEW, uh, whether it was in the pandemic era or out of the pandemic era. It's just has stood the test of time. And I really think this will be, again, on a stacked lineup. This is another really great match to look forward to this Saturday night. We're just hours away from this big match. Minneapolis. You want to talk about units that are unbeatable. Unbeatable? Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, I don't want to talk. Jamie Hayden. (laughs) I don't want to talk about Dr. (laughs) When those three conspire. Yes. They are unstoppable. Yes, when what they conspire. What can Ty Conti do this weekend? Oh, boy. it's. I mean, one of the things that I love about this podcast is Tony just going over all of the amazing talent we have. We've brought in all of these great debuts from All Out that we're seeing on the card. But really, like, we need to talk about Dr. Britt Baker and we need to talk about Ty Conti. Ty Conti having come to AEW and completely growing into herself as a wrestler and being incredible. Britt Baker being here at the very beginning, being the first woman we've signed, being an incredible champion as much as I dislike her. I'll give her credit where it's due. On top of that, you know, being a dentist full time, like girl's a hell of a worker, like amazing. And then she's got Rebel and Jamie in her corner. Like this is what does Ty have to do to take down the, the good doctor? Well, I mean, we've seen Ty Conti work her way up to the number one contender position, and we've really seen Ty Conti work herself up in the world of wrestling. She's another great example of somebody who had been fired by WWE and I thought was one of the top young prospects in wrestling, Ty yeah. Conti. And I was really surprised. And I've said this a lot recently that, like, you know, you see maybe – a good numbers, let's say, and I don't want to make light of the number. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know the exact number, but on average, every several months, you see maybe 20 people get let go in a mass layoff on average, 20, 25 people. And every time there's a few great talents uh, that are available. And I think it, we've been selective about how we built the roster, but certainly that we've got a lot more star power on the roster. And I think Ty Conti is one of the most dangerous women in AEW. Excalibur, you could tell us a little bit more. She's got uh, the most preeminent martial arts background of any of the wrestlers in AEW. Absolutely. She was an uh, Olympic potential athlete for uh, judo in Brazil. She is a jiu-jitsu fighter. She is also a Muay Thai uh, you know, striker. She, she has combined all of these disciplines and added it to professional wrestling it, it, she is so multifaceted and you know i mean not not to to ding our competition but just because she doesn't speak perfect english doesn't mean that she should not be afforded an opportunity to succeed on a world stage you know? well she also does speak great english and and we've seen since ty conti has gotten together with anna jay uh, the two of them have really had each other's back. And I think, you, you know, you asked the question of Aubrey a, a moment ago, what can uh, Ty Conti do? Well, we've seen Anna Jay's had her back, and we've also seen in trios action, she's competed now with Thunder Rosa, and they've had each other's back. And Thunder Rosa, of course, is going to be facing Jamie Hayter in the quarterfinals of the TBS Championship Tournament. And we have so much to look forward to there. But, you know, now all of a sudden take Ty Conti has people to watch your back, Excalibur. Playing field's a little more level than, than it was in previous Britt Baker matches. Absolutely. So I think, uh, you know, Ty Conti has the potential to level the playing field, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Anna Jay could be an equalizer for her. And Thunder Rosa could be an equalizer for her. And so I, I do think Britt Baker uh, has relied on a lot of chicanery, a lot of cheap tricks at times to keep the title. But again, similar to what we said about Kenny Omega, she's also had great matches and earned a lot of her victories and raised the credibility of the title. And in her time as champion, the company's gotten stronger and she's built her own star. And uh, Britt Baker's one of the hardest working people in wrestling. Also, different background than Ty Conti. Ty Conti has a lot more fighting experience, martial arts experience, is a black belt in judo. Uh, Britt Baker, more pro wrestling experience. A black belt in dentistry. 
There you go. And, you can say that. And, and absolutely. And uh, and she does use her knowledge of the human anatomy in the mouth to her advantage. The lockjaw is one of the scariest moves in pro wrestling. And once it's on, everybody's ever tapped out to it. It's, she's put in it. The, the thing about Britt is that, you know, we... we we talk so much about her her dental practice and everything like that, and that's not just to you know m- make her seem something more than she is. It's because she is a tremendous student. She sits there, she looks at the tape, she studies her opponent, she looks for weaknesses. She is in in the pocket, you know, twenty four seven, looking for ways to beat her opponent. And whether it's by chicanery or it's by something that she can do in the ring, Britt Baker will find a way. Well, we've seen Ty Connie is the consummate athlete and uh, something to keep an eye on also, as we've talked about, Britt burns the candle at both ends. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, Ric Flair was considered the champion who burned the candle on both ends. Well, it's very different lifestyle Britt Baker leads, but she does burn the candle on both ends. Uh, she is a professional. I mean, it's an amazing thing because Britt Baker will come in and be at Dynamite, be at Rampage. She's had great matches on both shows. She's main evented on both shows and uh, one of the top stars in the world champion. And then she'll go out and have a few drinks and she'll go fly back and then work five days in the dental office and come back and do it all again. So it's it's amazing the work she puts in. And in between those shifts to the dental office, like you said, she's in the gym. She's preparing for her opponents. But she's also wrestled a really tough schedule. We've already seen her get injured once in this title reign, and she's dealing with a couple of different injuries now. And also, you know, not just the schedule she's worked as a wrestler, but the, the exhausting professional schedule as a dentist. So Ty... Uh, coming into this match, you look, she's leveled the playing field by getting people to watch her back, just like we saw on Dynamite and in recent weeks. And nobody's hotter in the entire world of wrestling. She's on this great undefeated run. So it's definitely, uh, if anybody is going to answer the question you asked of how do you stand up to Britt Baker and all the tricks she has in her corner, I guess Ty Conti may have some of the answers. Speaking of burning the candle at both ends, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, is it going to catch up with her? Is it going to catch up with the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes? Well, I mean, you know, we've got Cody. uh, He's working in the office. He's a host of Go Big Show. He's a reality star. And, of course, he's a father uh, of a newborn, beautiful baby Liberty. And uh, we've seen he's also got involved helping out Pac recently uh, in Pac's rivalry with Andrade Alidolo, which Andrade Alidolo took very personally. And now he's got a grudge with Cody. And uh, furthermore, uh, Malachi Black, who is an old friend of Andrade Alidolo's, has gotten involved. And Cody's got a very personal rivalry and a lot of unfinished business with Malachi Black. So it's led us into this big match. Uh, Cody teaming with Pac against Pac's mortal enemy, Andrade El Idolo. They've they've split those two classic matches on Rampage. Mm. And uh, Malachi Black teaming with Andrade El Idolo. uh, That's a dream team in and of itself. You know, who would have thought that those two great champions would be wrestling in AEW, let alone teaming with each other in 2021? I mean, in in Lucha Libre, there's the, the term parejas increíble, which is just, you know, two partners that aren't necessarily coalescing as a tag team that could define both Cody and Pac and Andrade and Malachi Black like it's these are not two fully formed tag teams absolutely it's going to be a, a real dream match and I think again on such a loaded card to have four of the top stars in wrestling competing in this tag match it's just such a stacked card and this is another great match for the fans to look forward to but also uh, I'm really looking forward to just the, as a fan of bell to bell in ring wrestling I know this is going to deliver some great action and I mean we've seen the matches Cody's had with both Malachi and of course also with Andrade Alidolo now a uh, great match on Dynamite and and man the matches Pax had with Andrade Alidolo oh. are just some of the the top matches and what a great rivalry they've had and are having and I just think uh, this is an unpredictable match and I know it's going to be another great match on the card it's it's really a case of their four guys that are a wrestler's wrestler you know it's like it's these are these are people that that wrestlers 
will, you know, the, the quote, quote unquote curtain sellout. They will mm-hmm. they will go there and they will watch these guys in the ring because there's such a high level of respect for all four of these athletes. And, and again, I talked earlier about how it's a great example of uh, we've built this new roster and it's the first time we've gotten to really show off this the new roster and Cody Rhodes and Pac are two of the original AEW wrestlers who've been in AEW since day one, since we first did the press conference in Jacksonville and announced the formation of AEW in January of 2019. Uh, We're coming up on almost three years since we announced the launch of AEW, and Cody Rhodes and Pac, both big part of it from day one. And then recently we've seen Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo, two great wrestlers, two top champions from the competition who've come over. Who would have ever thought we would see these great wrestlers? And again, like I talked about with Ty Conti, I'm very surprised these are people that were available to us when they were. But we've, frankly, in my opinion, we've had some big breaks in terms of talent being flooding the market. And, oh, my gosh, when uh, Malachi Black became available, I was so excited. And when Andrade Alito became available, I was so excited. And they're old friends, and I think they've got some chemistry themselves. And I think this could be a real great match on this card which is filled with great matches i mean i I think that's the point they're they are old friends they have a very common bond where cody and cody and pack have been up and down the road together i mean if you watch back and 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 look back i mean to be fair and again it, it took place you know in our competitions shows but really uh they do have a lot of history with each other so uh it'll be interesting to see how it translates to a tag team match in AEW, but they're very familiar with each other, Cody and Pac. I, I was speaking more from a position of recency bias. Sure. But absolutely, Cody and Pac have a long history together. Andrade and Malachi, more current history. It will be very interesting to see on Saturday night who prevails. Absolutely. Well, it looks like uh, Malachi and Andrade Alidolo, their uh, attack was orchestrated and they had a bit of a plan, whereas uh Cody coming out to save Pack was on the fly and an emotional decision he made. Uh, so it, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know the hot-headed, emotional uh, pair of Cody and Pack uh, teaming against really the very devious, very uh, methodical. Just two great wrestlers, Malachi Black and Andrade Alidolo. Very excited for that. We've gone over so much awesome wrestling on this card this Saturday, November 13th at Full Gear, and we still have not hit every single match yet. You can watch the pay-per-view Saturday, November 13th. We're hours away. Hours away. Hours away. It's it's Thursday. It's, it's almost Report. here. Bleacher Report. You can watch it. Traditional pay-per-view providers, Fight TV internationally, or... You can head to a movie theater. If you're in the States, there is no excuse not to watch Full Gear this Saturday. We still have so much more to talk about. So much more on AEW Unrestricted. This is AEW Unrestricted, official podcast of All Elite Wrestling, and we are talking about Full Gear. We've already been over six incredible matches that you can see this Saturday, literally hours away, happening this Saturday at the Target Center in Minneapolis, I, I am so absolutely stoked. I want to talk about the the tag titles. We've seen current champions, the Lucha Bros, uh, have faced off against FTR when they appeared as Los Superanas, and they took the AAA tag team titles from them. It's They've just been going at each other's throats. We've had FTR being being used by Andrade to take out the Lucha Bros. There's so much happening here. Well, FTR are the former champions. They've been waiting for this uh, match for one year. It was at full gear last year where FTR lost the World Tag Team Championships and uh, they've been obsessed with winning the titles back for the past year. And in that time now, uh, they did regain some gold. They became the AAA Lucha Libre Tag Team Champions at the expense of the Lucha Brothers. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, FTR, with their great record, made themselves the clear number one contenders. And now they're in great position to win the World Tag Team Championship back from the Lucha Brothers. But the Lucha Brothers, I think, two of the most exciting pro wrestlers in the world, but they have a real edge and uh, right now, we, we're seeing them coming off the biggest win of their career at our last pay-per-view all out, beating the Young Bucks to win the AEW World Tag Team Championship. And the Lucha Brothers are big match wrestlers. So I, I do think there's a very, very good chance that we will see 
just a classic, classic match here. A- Knowing these two teams, I have to think this is going to be a great match. I mean, the match they had on Dynamite when FTR pulled that ruse, where again they were dressed as Las Superanas masquerading, and where they uh, <laughs> stole the AAA Tag Team Championship. Of course, uh, Dax Harwood hit Phoenix with that tag team belt in the head mid-rotation as he was uh, on a moonsault and then dropped him with a brain buster and Phoenix was out a few weeks Mm -hmm. and then just a few days later they also jumped Penta and put him out and now the Lucha Brothers are back full force and uh, you know FTR coming to get their belts back one year later it feels like just uh, about as big a class as you could possibly hope for in the world of tag team wrestling right now. Well, so along those lines, I mean, you just laid out everything that's happened in the last couple of months. It is so unorthodox for the champions to call out their challengers. Mm-hmm. And that's what Ray Fenix and Pentel Cerro did. They called out FTR. Is is this a trap game for them? Is you know, is this so emotional for the Lucha Brothers that they're they're not thinking clearly and they're they're walking into a trap with FTR. I will see. I mean, FTR are definitely two of the smartest, most organized, well-prepared wrestlers in the, the game and, and uh, Tully. with Tully Blanchard oh, in their yeah. corner, uh they're always always dangerous and I think uh again, it's very very notable that last year at Full Gear, really they've spent the past year scheming, planning, plotting to get these belts back. Stewing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we know FTR really, really are obsessed with the championships. So I think uh, they've got the will to win. But frankly, like you said, we've never seen this side of the Lucha Brothers. And I expect it's going to be a great, great match. Knowing the great matches we've seen these two teams have on pay-per-view, I think it's going to be a great match. And speaking of the great matches, these two teams, the World Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Brothers, and the number one contenders, FTR, have had on pay-per-view. They're going to have this huge World Tag Team Championship match. Of course, one year ago at Full Gear, FTR dropped the Tag Team Championship and and have been obsessed with getting it back ever since. And it was in a classic match. One of the true great, great matches of the pandemic era was the Young Bucks versus FTR at Full Gear last year. And, uh, you know, it, it was... It's pretty amazing to think in a year how much things have changed and uh, what's happened with the Young Bucks in that time. And, of course, at our last pay-per-view, they went out and had that steel cage match against the Lucha Brothers. The Lucha Brothers now, as we've said, are the World Tag Team Champions. That was such a great match and what a great uh, great effort from both teams, but it was also by design. I put that steel cage there because there had been so much interference in the Young Bucks matches. And when they first won the tag team championship, they really earned it. And they went out and proved themselves and out wrestled the champions and then out wrestled all the teams they faced for months. And eventually the competition stacked and stacked and the Young Bucks started to take shortcuts. Mm -hmm. They followed down the same dark path. We talked about Kenny Omega, where, you know, we saw them take a lot of shortcuts to retain the title, but they also were great champions for a long time and elevated the championships in many ways. And the Young Bucks now at all out after that, that classic match. They're no longer the champions, uh, and they could be in line someday to take on the winners of that FTR versus Lucha Brothers match. But right now, they're in a Falls Count Anywhere trios match, and they're teaming with Adam Cole, who's making his AEW pay-per-view debut, which is crazy. insane. And uh, who would have thought it'd be possible going into our last show but at All Out, again, really, we start, we saw the roster change. It was such a huge show for us. And in the time since All Out, the roster has grown and changed again. And, and, and this is the first show, as I keep saying, where we've shown off this new roster, this new iteration of AEW. And again, the Young Bucks and Adam Cole exemplifies that. And their opponents in this match are men that they have antagonized since the moment that Adam Cole arrived here. And I'm talking about Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage. 
And from the very end of All Out, we saw Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage assaulted. And really, Adam Cole came in and he tried to make a statement at their expense. And this match has been building since our last pay-per-view. I'm so excited for this Falls Count Anywhere match. And uh, when you have these men involved, Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and Adam Cole, anything can happen. And when it's Falls Count Anywhere, who knows what to expect from this match. But I do expect a great match. It's It's been a deeply personal rivalry since Adam Cole first arrived in AEW. He has picked out Jungle Boy as, I mean, to borrow a phrase from MJF, one of the four pillars of, you know, one of the young stars of AEW. Adam Cole identified Jungle Boy as that, and he has taken it upon himself to just completely obliterate Jungle Boy at every possible occasion. And you know, I mean, we, we've just seen it since All Out. I mean, since Adam Cole's arrival, and it's happened time after time again, when when they threw Jungle Boy off the stage, I mean, oh. that, was, that was brutal. And Jungle Boy, he's young, he's tenacious, he's fought back, but we've seen the super click. We've seen the Young Bucks and Adam Cole sink to, I mean, just unimaginable levels in order to inflict punishment on their opponents. And now that it's a false count anywhere match at full gear it seems like that just gives them open license to sink even further yeah absolutely and we saw jungle boy luchasaurus and christian cage come back with a vengeance recently on dynamite and uh you know they put the young bucks and adam cole in their place a bit and uh it was a backstage attack on luchasaurus that put him out it was a Meltzer driver on the floor that put Christian Cage out. And then, like you said, they threw Jungle Boy off the stage. But we saw that Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage were down temporarily, but they were not out. They've come back strong. And uh, this is just going to be a wild, crazy match. And uh, especially with all the high flying these wrestlers do, uh, this could get out of hand and we might see some crazy things that we've never seen before on pay-per-view. I mean, you know, Jungle Boy... Luchasaurus, Christian Cage, Tenacious, Tenacity Personified, Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about, you know, Jungle Boy being one of the pillars, but we see MJF and we see Darby Allen, and these are two names that have have been synonymous with AEW. I, when I put, I, I also stacked, not only did I put the card for the actual pay-per-view together, but when we listed the matches to go over <laughs> for Unrestricted here, I wanted this to be last because it really is telling that we've gone through this stack pay-per-view, talked about all these huge matches, and we still haven't talked about two of the greatest stars in AEW going back to our first year, MJF and Darby Allen, who even before Dynamite got started, these two stars uh, came in and have built... A reputation in the sport, built a reputation with the fans, and they've both built these great records. They are really, as we said, two of the pillars of AEW, Darby Allen and MJF, and they both had these great successes on pay-per-view. They've both really risen to great heights. We've seen MJF main event show after show put together the stellar record, uh, win the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royals twice. And we've seen Darby Allen reigning as the TNT champion, putting together one of the best win-loss records in the sport, overcoming great odds, fighting from underneath. And when he won the TNT title and had built this great connection with the fans and worked his way to the top, after all that, he became even more popular when he was aligned with Sting. And the arrival of Sting in AEW really helped the company last winter. Uh, he arrived at Winter is Coming, one of the biggest dynamite shows and, and the ratings. We got a huge boost last December from his arrival. The amount of merchandise, or the lift we've had to our pay-per-view business. He's come in himself and, and gotten in the ring. And also, he's been such a great mentor to Darby. And, uh, you know, since he came, Darby's been on a roll. And I just think when you look at dream matches in AEW, this has been one for a long time. It's been a long time coming. Darby Allen versus MJF. I'm very excited for it. So I've 
followed Darby's career, you know, through the independence, through AEW. And since Sting's arrival, Darby is a completely different wrestler. 100%. Much better wrestler. This match, selfishly, as a commentator, is a match that I feel like 15 years from now, I will still be referencing. I will still be calling back to this match at Full Gear. I agree. It's a historic match. The first AEW match ever between Darby Allen and MJF one-on-one at Full Gear this weekend. It's such a stacked show. And the wrestling fans, all of you uh, wrestling fans, even within the company, people are very, very excited. And look, these are hard people to get excited. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> Think about that. MJF, Max, is, he's beaten Sammy Guevara. He's beaten Jungle Boy. Two of the four pillars. Like, this is, can he finish the trifecta this this Saturday night? It's a great question. And also, with Darby Allen, he has come into AEW. We saw in our last pay-per-view, one of the biggest oh. matches we've ever had in the history of the company. Uh, he had this classic, classic match with CM Punk. We saw the run Darby went on. He's still arguably the greatest TNT champion we've ever had in AEW, and he's done it all as the ultimate underdog fighting from underneath. I think this is going to be a great match on what is surely uh, the most stacked card you'll see in professional wrestling. I don't know how you seem to do it every single pay-per-view, Tony, but each time we we sit down and we talk about these cards, I'm just more and more impressed at all of the crazy stuff that we are giving these fans all of these amazing matches from incredible storied talent to new talent that AEW has built. We, we've, we've got it all this Saturday. I really, really think this is going to be such an, an amazing card. And it's funny because uh, I work really hard at it and I'm always thinking about it uh, no matter where I am. And it's funny because this is very different from the card that they photographed on my notebook, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but uh, that was a while ago. So uh, in all seriousness, this is going to be uh, full gear. We're hours away from what is going to be one of the great pay-per-view cards, I think, in recent memory. And again, the first time anybody's been able to check out what I think is the best roster in professional wrestling. Stacked to the gills. Full gear this Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Bleach Report, on traditional pay-per-view providers, in theaters, and... On Fight TV internationally, Full Gear, you cannot afford to miss this. If you do, everybody's going to make fun of you and say, why weren't you watching Full Gear? Uh, well, I really appreciate uh, you guys taking the time. It's Always. Been, it's been fun doing this. Uh, I'm looking down. We had notes down here on the ground. If you're wondering <laughs> what I was looking down at. And, uh, <laughs> My chicken uh, scratch. You know, this is Aubrey's chicken scratch. She, she had uh, made notes on the card, so I was just looking down at that. Uh, it looks great. <laughs> More legible than yours. Well, but that's true. But mine, mine is written for only me to read for my eyes only, but people seem to manage to decipher it. Uh, but it's uh, it was a very different experience doing this show with the two of you and uh, Tony Schiavone I look forward to seeing you this weekend for the pay-per-view uh, and uh, for Excalibur and Aubrey Edwards I'm Tony Khan from AEW thank you for joining us for Unrestricted Full Gear Preview Show see you hours from now Saturday Full Gear on pay-per-view come on throw your hands up let me see you Unrestricted Turn it up, up, bring the house down. Got that big space pumping, make them bounce now. Flossing like they bouncing in the freaks are coming out.